Soldier Field, 24-17. Bears trying to get their 10th win. Here's the boot up in the air. Going up for it. Allen Robinson, he's got it! I want to see the Bears give him an opportunity to prove that he can do this. He's got the ball at the 43-yard line. When all the signs in the world were there. I think that'll be a fade to black moment with Allen Robinson taking it out of the air. That's what you're really hoping for that they really contribute to the team each year, and that you build a great base and foundation. And these loyal fans have been rewarded for their loyalty. It was, it was, it was awesome. It's, we picked up right where we left off. It was fantastic. And they have a Bears team to be proud of right now. Takes the snap, takes a knee, they head to the field. The Bears have won it. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of 34 to Glory. I'm your host, Tyler Flesh, joined by my father and co-host, Brian Flesh. Hey there! Okay, so uh, we're going to go a little off the books here. Uh, it's, it it kind of has to do with the Bears still. It has to do with um, we're getting a late start on this. This podcast won't be out till late Tuesday. Uh, Dad had to work late yesterday, so I didn't want to do it without him. So we postponed it. Sorry, I didn't put it on social media, but we're here now. Now, the thing I want to talk about that's a little different is the story today broke. The Raiders have uh, walked away, or John Gruden, sorry, has walked away from the Raiders after emails of um, misogyny, homophobic slurs, uh, racial undertones, um, Emails from 2011 to 2018 have broke out, and this has come amod the scandal that is happening with the NFL and the Washington football team, and that's how these reports got found out, these emails. Um, this is kind of weird, but I just, I just kind of want to share my personal view on this matter to those people out there who would like to say that this doesn't matter that you know this is bullshit these are private emails this shouldn't be happening um what i would like to say to you is that person should be fired because if that's the person he is when he's the most comfortable and you're going to coach in a league that's 70 percent black and you're going to coach in a league where you have the first ever gay player who came out who's been doing very well I might add and then on top of that you are going to belittle women for being refs what I what I say to you is you need to I don't I think you're saying that because it's not affecting you personally you need to look at if you were one of those people and you have a guy that's out here saying those things. There's going to be a shit storm coming because John Gruden did not walk away for no reason. He walked away because I think he knows something more. That's just me speculating. Now, the reason I bring this up is because did it play into the, yesterday's game? I believe it did, and we'll talk more about that. The larger point, what I want to focus all everyone's attention on, is the game that we all know and we love is corrupt, is tainted, and it sucks because you're seeing the power and where the power lies. Now, John Gruden had power in his little organization, but Washington's not getting anything because Roger Goodell works for the owners. Now, the owners, he's the human shield. So you're seeing the power. Now, I'm not saying nothing's going to come down with Washington that they're going to get away with this scot-free. I don't know. But I would like to say this, and then we will go on with the regular broadcast. If you're okay with John Gruden being in the league, or if you're not okay, why are you okay with Urban Meyer? Because what Urban Meyer did was a disgrace. Of he's a, he's a piece of shit human being. 
I feel comfortable in saying that. Brings me the larger point. The NFL doesn't care. There's people in that league. There's people all over there that are 10 times, 20 times worse than John Gruden. I guarantee it. We don't know these people, people. And it sucks. And it sucks to, to, to figure this out. But my larger point is ESPN is getting away with this because John Gruden was their employee, but they broke the story and they're acting like he never even worked for him. And it just hurts me because you look at the NFL and, and, and you want to enjoy and have family time and stuff. And, and these people just they don't give a shit. The only reason Gruden's gone is because this got out. It's because maybe he's a sacrifice. I don't know, but the larger pic- picture here, people, is the NFL is enormously corrupt. We're going back to all the way from Colin Kaepernick. We're going all the way, you know, John Gruden's just another sacrificial lamb. The difference is, I do believe maybe John Gruden does get back in this game. I don't know. But don't forget that the bad guy in all this is the same people who we watch. And I'm not saying not to watch anymore, but just don't lose sight of Gruden being the meat shield. What he did was wrong, and I don't condone it by any means. But the NFL, what they continue to do, they didn't give a shit about Black Lives Matter. They didn't give a shit about anything until when? Till the people said something. Till the people had enough. It's all PR moves. And it's bullshit. Because Urban Meyer let an assistant coach get away with beating and abusing his pregnant wife. But we're okay with that because he wins. How is that man in the league? I'd rather have... John, if it's a battle of two evils, I'll take John Gruden over that. So I, I don't, I'm just, the reason I said this and went on a little bit of a tirade here is because I keep hearing people saying, let's just get this over with. It's done. It's not a big deal. No, it is a big deal. Just because it didn't affect you, it could have affected other people. And plus, <laughs> I'm tired of people praising the NFL for the good that they do. When, when they're not doing that good, and I just brought up the Urban Meyer situation, so I will end it there. I will turn it over to you, Dad. I just wanted to get that out of the way on the front end. No, I, th- I think that was very well said, Tyler. I, the The thing that gets me as just a an everyday fan is you see the NFL talk about diversity, but they still don't incorporate true diversity in what they do, or in how or how they hire people. And, and in their actions. So it feels a little bit hypocritical to be the NFL and, and have these nice commercials about diversity, but you're not doing anything actively, or at least there is a still a culture that doesn't value the diversity. And, and when I mean by diversity, I mean we're all stronger together than we are apart. The diversity of everyone needs to be valued. The differences for everyone need to be valued. And I think the NFL has a long way to go. I really do. Yeah, I just wanted to get that out on the front end because we are a podcast. I'm not saying not watch it. I'm going to always watch the NFL. It just, I'm not going to say, hey, they're doing good. This whole critical catch stuff that they're doing right now, to me, I'm not, I I don't care. I'm not, nothing sincere with you. It's, it's money and PR and you don't give a shit about anybody. And I'm, I'm a firm believer in that. So let's move on to the game. Uh, last thing on Gruden. I believe that impacted the game. I really do. I don't think the players wanted to play for him. The Raiders did not look good. No, they, that's the last thing we'll say about that. Yep, yep. they came out real low energy. Did you not think so? I, mean, I, I, I didn't think they. I don't think they wanted to play for that coach. I really don't. So, with that being said, let's get into the game, man. Uh, yeah, we get our first win. First, first road win, right? Because um, we were we went into the game two and two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and so, can we bring this up real quick? Yeah, buddy. What our schedule is stupid. I've never seen this before. We go. Away, home, away, home, away, home, the whole season. Yeah. We it, we don't ever have back-to-back no, home it's, games. No, it's, it's really a yo-yo back-and-forth kind of schedule. So Meanwhile, I'm pretty sure Dallas played like four in a row at home. I think they did. 
So I don't know who sets those schedules up. I've I've never seen a ton of consistency in them, and and maybe the the variability is what they're trying to get at, trying to make it as variable and as fair as they can every year. But that's a that's a whole nother podcast in terms of how the how how they do the scheduling. Um, I I it was it was a great win, right? It was it was a great win for the Bears. It was a road win. A lot of people didn't see us winning that game. I mean, if you looked at all the talking heads and and most of the um, fantasy football and podcasters, almost everyone had the Raiders beating us. And in fact, we were a little bit skeptical ourselves whether we could go in there on the road and pull one out. And we did. And, you know, that that made me feel pretty good. Yeah, it was an awesome. It was an awesome win overall. Uh, we'll hit on. Let's hit on some key points here. Uh, another three sack game. We talked about it all year about Khalil Mack and how he had to do something, and he is coming through huge. Stepped up big time. We got three sacks that game without Akeem Hicks, who's been a big part of this defense. Uh I'm just going to throw this out here right away. Was Robert Quinn hurt last year? Is I, he on PDs this it, year? You, you read my mind. I was just about to ask, like, where was Robert Quinn in this game? Um, just, I don't know. I don't know what happened to him. No, I'm talking this season, not this game. Was he hurt last season? Because he's tearing it up. He yeah. played good this game. No, no. In this game, in this game, he played fine. I thought the first half he had came out with a little bit more energy. Now, granted, you always get tired at the second half, but but I thought he had a good game. I had thought he had a decent game. What really stood out to you in this game, Tyler, in terms of 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 that first series of plays? Did anything kind of stand out to you when they when um, the Raiders got on the field? Um, just real quick. I mean, yeah, Robert Quinn didn't have the best. He had three tackles, all yeah. solos. Yeah. But the, to me, it was the hustle. Mm-hmm. He was everywhere, and and he wasn't like that last year. That's why I brought up that question. And the reason I joke about the PEDs is because when he got his big contract from us, he was coming off a, a year of PEDs. So, you know, that could still be on the table. Um. The, what was the question What stood I, out? Yeah, what stood out to you? The, when, I'll tell you, and I'm going to be completely honest. The consistency of Roquan. He's the man now. He's the linebacker at that position. And man, is he balling out. Oh, he he is everywhere on that field. There is no doubt about it. Um, just the hustle and drive he shows every single game. You know what you're going to get from him. And as long as the Bears continue to play like that, listen, we've been playing pretty doggone good defense, and that's without Akeem Hicks. I want to find out when Akeem is expected back, though, because he's been dealing with some type of, is it a groin injury? Um, He's been dealing with some type of injury, and I'm pretty sure it's a a groin injury, and I'm hoping that that's something he can recover and, and get back because, boy, we could really use him against Green Bay. Big time. So here's the person who stood out to me the most in the entire game. Um, And it was an offensive player, and it's our quarterback, Justin Fields. I thought he was tougher than crap. He took a beating against these guys. I mean, he got some vicious hits. He had a hyperextended knee. Um, I thought he was out for the game. I thought Dalton would be coming back in. Um, Fields showed an incredible amount of not only physical toughness, but mental toughness. My biggest concern right now in, in regard to the offense is, do we have the talent to keep Justin Fields on the field? Do we have the ability to protect him and keep him healthy enough so he can get to the end of the season? That is my concern. Yeah, it was crazy. I thought you'd stick with the defense since you... A little behind the scenes, man. You throw stuff out, and then I have to look it up. I love to do that to you. I don't, because then you you jump to the offense. But while we're on the offense, and we'll go back, this podcast is going to be jumping around a bit. 
I don't know how he got up. I thought he tore his ACL. When he hyperextended his leg, I have no idea how he got up. He goes to the medical tent. He stretches. He gets on the bike. And then before you know it, he's sprinting up and down the sideline, grabs his helmet, and says, put me in. I uh, Yeah. I, Un-freaking-believable. I, did you not think Andy Dalton was going to be in the rest of the game? Also, I think that... Um, Fun little thing I heard on uh, part of my take podcast uh, from Barstool Sports. I'll give them credit. I'm not going to steal their take, but I will repeat it because it was hilarious. Um, Big Cat on there said that uh, there's always a chance for a quarterback to be great, right? When they throw up the statistic later in his career, like maybe 11 years down when he's really good, and they say, you know, his first horse or his first touchdown pass was to blah blah blah. You know, some just random name. And guess what? We got that random name. <laughs> yeah. Horstead. Horstead. Tight end Jasper Horstead. Horstead out of Princeton. Ivy Leaguer. I was just about to say that. <laughs> yeah. So there you go. Who knows? That there's your trivia question. Who was Justin Fields' first touchdown <laughs> pass to in his career? Jasper Horstead. Good old Jasper. Yes. So Who would have thunk it? With that being said, I look, there he's young. He's good. I'll tell you what I don't like right now. We have to knock this designed run off. I don't want to design run him anymore. To me, when we design run him like that, it's just putting him at risk to get injured. Have we not learned anything? From what Carolina did to poor Cam Newton. Oh, yeah. And Justin Fields ain't built like Cam Newton. No. No, he can't. He's half the the size of Cam Newton. Exactly. He cannot take the hits that a Cam Newton could take. And by the way, speaking of something that is unjust and unfair as we bring up Cam Newton, the number of times that Cam Newton was blatantly hit and should have been called over and over again it seems like with big guys like Cam Newton, they they would allow him to get hit and not flag it. Smaller guys seem to get hit, the flag comes out. But but um, anyway, I only bring that up because I am concerned long term that that we have to do two things. We have to design better plays for Justin Fields, and we have to keep enough people around him that he can remain relatively healthy. No one escapes the NFL injury-free. I get that. Everybody gets a little injured. But one of the things we've got to be able to do is we have to be able to keep him on the field or it, or or it's over. Yeah, and uh, Adifi, how do you say his name? Adifi, yeah. I think he, it's a- goes, he goes out. Didn't even notice he was gone. Don't want to see someone get hurt, but good luck. Get well soon. Now, the uh, the rest of the offensive line actually played good Mm -hmm. to a point. Uh, Fields had to move around. We talked already about how much he got hit and everything like that. Let's talk about something else. Okay. I think we have two Khalils now. Oh, we do. Khalil Hubbard. Herbert. Sorry, I said Hubbard. Herbert, I think he's, I don't want to say he's the real deal, but I think he's the number two. I'll say that. I think Williams needs to pass the torch. Um, Herbert played better, man. He had better vision. He had better vision. He hit the hole, though. Yeah. He put his head down and just hit the hole. Now, I don't mind juking. One of my favorite players ever to watch was Barry Sanders. I'll admit that. But when here's my thing that I'm having a problem with sometimes with our guys, they'll run to the sideline or they'll do jukes when we just need one yard. If we don't need one yard, yeah, go ahead and do that to try to get extra yards. But when it's third down, fourth down, just hit the hole, and he was just hitting the hole. So that was awesome. I I am a big fan of him. Yeah. He had about 75 yards that game I checked after the game. And uh, I thought he did a really, really nice job. Um, so he, he had he, 18 carries for 75 yards. He averaged 4.2 yards. His long was four. His long was 11. Yeah, yeah. I did like 
Our backfield, I think we have proven on our offensive line, too, that we can open things up and we can run the ball. Um, we'll, we'll talk about the negatives more as we go on in this podcast because, you know, as the Bears, I think we all can see what's happening and we'll talk about it. Let's go to the other side of the ball real quick. Back. Uh, I looked up the injury. Khalil Mack is also hurt. He uh, had already hurt foot when he played the Raiders, but now he's hurt his ribs. As of today, which is the 12th, October 12th, on a Tuesday, him and Hakeem Hicks did not practice. Mm. Uh, Hakeem Hicks is still recovering from the groin injury that he suffered during the first play of the Lions game. That could be a while, but I think we're in good hands. You know, we have a bunch of players that are coming off the bench, like Mario Edwards, who we'll get into later, didn't mm-hmm. play the greatest, but, you know, we ha- we have people, you know, that can slot in, basically, on that defensive line, you know. We we have Black Sun. We, there, there, there's a bunch of people. Mario Edwards. Who, who else am I forgetting? Can you remember um, any of that? Well, I'm, why there am I going some of the blank big guys. right now? I'm blanking, yep. too. Uh, for some reason, I'm... God, I can see their numbers, but I can't think of their names. But I, I agree to your point is that we have plenty of players that allow Nichols. Yep, allow Nichols. That's who. I, there you go. We have plenty of players who can roll fill this year that we haven't always had, and they have some depth to them, and they have some skill to them. Um, so, another another thing that happened during the game is Darnell Mooney went down for briefly. He yeah, came back in. I thought that was really bad. Yeah. Hopefully, we're healthy and we're good. Uh, let, we 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 talk. Do you have anything else to say about me? I mean, I think our safeties played all right. Our coverage. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I think this honestly has to do with the Raiders. I, it's really hard for me to judge this game right now. Like we're like we're sitting here, we're kind of mm-hmm. bubbling through our words. It was a hard game to kind of judge, was it not? It was. It was. The, the, the Raiders didn't seem there. They're the um. They were flat. I mean, they just were flat. Walker. Yeah. Where was he? Nowhere. Waller. Waller. God, I'm stumbling over every names. Where was Waller? He he was he was pretty much invisible. I mean, well, he, that's what I'm saying. That's yeah, why it's hard yeah. to judge. Like our cornerbacks, I think we do have a little bit of a problem there. Yeah. We have a little problem in the safety area. Yeah. Uh, the one thing I would like to say that was an absolute fucking joke in this game was when they called an, a neutral zone infraction on Eddie Jackson. Yeah, I still don't understand that. He one. didn't even come over the line. I know. You have to come over the line. He didn't even move. The guy stands up. Even the announcer said that, you know, that that was a false start and then it's a neutral zone infraction. Yeah. Get I, the fuck out of here. Yeah, I I I I was like, are we watching the same game that this ref is watching? Because what he saw and what we saw totally different. So that brings me to my next point. We got to clean up some bad plays. Last week I said, you know, if if Matt Nagy's not calling the plays, then what's he doing? And we found out. We found out uh, yesterday, or two days ago. I'm used to doing this on a Monday. Uh, we found out that he's very good at bitching about penalties that are actual penalties. Uh, Mario Edwards flipped the guy over, shoved him down, uh, down to the ground. It was... Clear as all get out, but Matt Nagy was running up and down and left and right, yelling and cursing and swearing, and I'm like, dude, do you not know what you're doing? Do you do you not have you never watched football a day in your life? Beyond confused at this, Dad. Beyond confused. The announcers were saying it. Some of the players on the sideline looked up. They didn't saying anything because they Uh-oh. knew and he's going oh look at it bullshit and he's screaming and i'm like Nagy, what cool. are you doing exactly cool down dude everybody knows it's your own guy i mean i get defending your players that's what coaches do but when it's something that blatant and and you're still defending them you you just end up looking silly and and honestly that's where he was 
He was in the silly doghouse. Yeah, so let, let's start getting into some more of the uh, not-so-positive things. Uh, to me, we have a problem. Ah, uh, Yeah, but which one? We're the same team. Yeah. We're the same team as we were last year. Um, I don't know if Trubisky's good or not. I don't know if he's capable or not. Uh, we have such poorly designed plays. Our wide receivers somehow are not getting separation. No one seems to be on the same page. Fields is doing a good job of taking care of the ball, but this can't go on. Um, we're not going to harp on it too long. Matt Nagy needs fired. He should have got fired after a win. I talked about in soccer coaches, they do that all the time. The win was good, not good enough. See ya. There's a big problem here. We're the same team. And we'll talk about the upcoming game, but real quick, you and me already, spoiler alert, <laughs> we already think we're going to get killed against the Packers. After the Packers, we play the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We're going to find out real soon when we start playing good teams, teams that are trying to get to the playoffs, how bad we are. We're that same team, though. Um, hat off to Sean Desai. He's doing an amazing job with Great. this defense. Yes, I, I, I have so many good things to say about him. I think he's taking every bit of talent we have and really getting the best out of them, getting them in good positions. The only thing we've consistently done, with the exception of the Raiders game, and I think it's, I think it's because the Raiders weren't fully there in, in present in that game, was that we've given up a lot of big plays over the top. We've allowed people to get behind us. We've allowed people to run crossing routes on us, and we've given up the, the big zone play. coverage has been shoddy. Yeah, yeah it to has say been. the least. Yes, yes, it has. And and so you know, you and I have talked about different things. Whether that's communication, whether that's scheme, whether that's people just not it's being communication. Out of position. It's communication. You know? It's it's no. It's I've clarified yeah. it. Yeah, it's not scheme. When you run a zone, the plays get called in, Dad. You have to communicate. You have to have feel. You have to know when to pass the guy off, when not to, who's going where. It's communication. Sean decides not out on the field. So to me, that that's clearly – I'm not saying I'm a football expert, but I'm saying there's no there, – what, what else could it be? Yeah. And, and It has to, to be yeah, communication it, on the it field. Is. And, and to your point, Ty – this is the same team, and and what frustrates me over and over is Bill Lazor is supposedly calling the offensive plays now. Now I don't know how much real room Bill is being given. Well, let's no, let's talk about this. What does it matter that he's calling the plays? You and me can't call better plays with Nagy's offense. It's Nagy's. See, this is the thing I wanted to talk about, and I'm glad you brought this up. It's still Nagy's offense. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So how is he supposed to? It's not a fair shake for Bill at oh, all. Oh, it's it's not. And and that's exactly what I was getting at. Ty is that. Listen, if you take the same twelve bad plays and you give those same bad plays to another guy to call them, they're still bad. They're plays. still bad plays. So what pisses me off, and it does big time, is the fact of hey guys, you know what. I shouldn't be able to sit on my couch, and you've watched me do this. I predict play after play after play. We See, and this is why I said we're the same team. Yeah. We're not driving the ball. We're good with one or two touchdowns. We don't have the same defense we used to. We are good on defense, surprisingly good, I think, but we as a fan base deserve better. And I'm and the players deserve better. Khalil Mack deserves, deserves better. better. Like he can't Keem Hicks, all the veterans, they deserve better. You're not gonna get better when we don't have leadership. Because I think that's what we're lacking the most. We talk about like we we've always talked about what we would do and what that blah blah blah, right? Yeah. Here's the simple fact. There's no leadership in the Bears organization. There's no leadership all from the owner all the way down to the, the bus boy, you know, cleaning up the cafeteria. Actually, there's probably more leadership in the bus boy. I'm going to be honest. Yeah, yeah he, may, he may be the one we need to bring in. Here's my concern. Because, right, like, don't, like, real quick, Dad, like, it's, it's clear. Like, I want to ask you something real quick. 
Is Bill Lazor being allowed to develop different plays? I don't think he is. That's what I'm saying. So what's the po- fucking point? And then Nagy, guess what? Nagy, go back to you calling the plays. Yeah. Because Bill's doing the same thing. I don't like these design runs. I think if you're going to... I don't like bootlegs. I know I've said this before, people, but like I just like the natural bootleg. Because it's so easy to cover a bootleg in the NFL. I like what like Josh Allen does, Russell Wilson, Patrick Mahomes. Yes, these are all actually good quarterbacks. I understand. But when the pocket breaks down, they move it. Yeah. It's well, not designed to, to take away... And can I just bring this up? With the arm... Okay, with the arm and that we're seeing, right? We have seen this progression where you're not supposed to throw across the middle of back back across the middle of the field. Those days are gone, people. Gone. I mean, I, you can do it. And and if you bootleg and everyone's running to the left or to the right, guess what? You don't have the you don't have half the field. You cut half your field in half. Well, not only is it the play calling, but here's what my frustration is. Do you think this coaching staff trusts Justin Fields to throw the ball? Um, I'm being serious now. I don't know. Uh, hmm. Because that's, okay, that's a hard one for me because it's like, do they trust him? Or is the route running so bad? Like, I don't know. I And, and I, I lean towards the plays. Yeah. I lean towards the plays being well, absolute shit. I, I tell you, here's the deal. We're wasting Justin Fields' arm. He's got a beautiful ball. He's got good accuracy. And we're still doing these little dink and dunk plays that really are helping us get to third and long. And you know what third and long does for every single team? It helps you lose. Okay. Because when you're running on first down so often, and then you're coming back and you're doing these wide receiver screens that everyone in the freaking world knows what you're about ready to do, and now you're third and eight, you're third and nine, you're third and 12, you're not going anywhere with that type of play. No, no. And, and that's, that's what's maddening for me is, come on, gang, get out of that funk. How about... Throw it on first down. How about even throw it long on first down just to surprise the crap out of them? But do something. Or or when your running game gets going, wow, what about play action? You know? Do, you do th- something. Do you think our stagnant offense helped Brandon Staley? Say more about that. What do you mean? Brandon Staley was on our staff. Okay? Mm-hmm. He watched for a year, I think. He was oh, up. you mean in kind of in a negative kind of way? like No, what, he watched, to- and he's like, what the hell are they doing? Right. He is going for it inside his own 25 on fourth and two, and I absolutely love it. I think that's how you play football now. If you can't get two yards, what's the point? Mm-hmm. Because football is a walking contradiction. Like, remember when people said you could never, yeah, you can't score too early. Too early, too often, that's not a thing. Mm, it was when Chip Kelly came in. Mm-hmm. Remember John Madden, and I, I agreed with it. He goes, do you let him score here? Yesterday, or Sunday, we <laughs> right. watched Eckler right. Right. of the Chargers get drug into the end zone by the Browns so that he could score, score. so they could get the ball back. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think like analytics always says go for it no matter what and fourth down. And I think that you're starting to see when an offense goes, oh, we only need two yards for a first down. They're not afraid to throw it anymore, and and, and they're starting to become an elect, a pretty electric. Yeah, and and you you see the Chicago Bears still stuck in the Stone Age. Yeah, you see no punt, no field goal, no the, and and, and you know who it reminds me of. It reminds me of Le Fleur. Or Le Fleur. Le Fleur. Because, dude, how many times are you going to kick a field goal against the Bengals? 
and miss when you have Aaron <laughs> Rodgers on the team. Oh, do do people was... just get older when they join these organizations like the Bears and the Packers and the Lions? Do they just get to a point where they're like, no, like, listen, I would love to go for it on fourth down, but like, we just can't because we're, we're the Packers, we're the Bears, we're the Lions. You know, it just seems that way. Well, it does seem like there's a, a core group of people in the NFL that are still kind of stuck in a different time period and not willing to kind of say, you know what, maybe you have to do different thinking and different thinking gets you different results and different actions get you different results. All we know as Bears fans, when I look at my Bears team that I truly love, what I see is it's not working, so let's do more of it. And we talk about this all the time, too, Dan. I don't care if we have Trubisky back there. I don't care if we have Foles back there. Keep the ball out of the the the, the other quarterback's hands. Let's yeah. just get into it. Let's talk about Bears-Packers. Yeah. Because what I was about to say is, and I, I started stumbling over my words because I didn't, I didn't even know where we were going on the show, but when you have Aaron Rodgers... I don't care if you have Mitch Trubisky back there. Now, let's do it with our staff now. I don't care if you have Nick Foles. I don't care if you have Andy Dalton. I don't care if you have Justin Fields back there. I don't in this aspect, only in this situation. Let's say Nick Foles, hypothetical. He's the only quarterback healthy at the time. He's the only one that could play next week. You go for it on fourth down to put the game away. That's common math. You don't do that for every team, but you do it when you play people who are future Hall of Famers. You do it when you play Aaron Rodgers, because guess when Aaron Rodgers can't score, Dad? When he doesn't have the damn ball. Put two and two together. It's that easy to coach, but it's like these older coaches, right, in their 40s are like, nah, I was raised on punting and playing good defense. Those days are long gone, dumbasses. It's time to get aggressive. And it's not even so much aggressive as just being smart. Well, yeah, I don't. I agree, Tyler. I don't think it's so much the aggressiveness. I, I'm a hundred percent with you. I think it's. I think it's being intelligent and thoughtful and mindful about what works. And if you're mixing things up, if you're aggressive in the right spots to be aggressive, there are many times a fourth and one and going for that fourth and one and getting it is the difference between winning the game and losing the game. And what I dislike is, Oh, you know what? We'll punt it. We'll give it to the defense. I just wanted to bring this up, but go ahead. I I, I put my finger up to after you were done. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. It's okay. Um, when you punt it and hand it over to your defense, if you have a fantastic defense like Buffalo, okay? I can kind of see that, all right? But Buffalo, look at even Buffalo. That's got but a great I don't, defense. But hold on, hold on. Buffalo will, Buffalo will go for it over and over okay, again. Okay, but hold on. Are, are you saying that depending on who's on the other side? No. No. I'm, t- I'm, saying, I'm saying that it's a philosophy. It's a way of thinking. And oh, I thought you were saying you personally would kick it because you have a good defense. I think that's I think that's some of the old thinking. But it can be because it's remember when Belichick back in the day went for it against the Colts? Yeah. And it was like fourth and four, they were inside their own twenty five. And no, fourth and three, and uh Brady gave it back and Manning got the ball and he got laughed at and he goes, No, I don't care. It was the right call. Yeah. He knew what Peyton Manning was capable of. He also has some Super Bowls. Yeah, correct. Yeah. Now he, but here's another thing though. He didn't do it against Tampa, and Tampa came back and beat him. Yep. yep. So there's that. It's like there's a philosophy in these unwritten rules, and it's engraved in these coaches' heads. And now you have coaches like McVeigh and uh, uh, Stefanski mm-hmm. and um, Kyle Shanahan. And all these young Brian Stan- Brandon Staley yeah. now, sorry. Yeah. Let me I just want to bring up this game. The Browns play the Chargers. Browns fourth down efficiency one and three. Chargers three and three. And guess what? I'm telling you right now, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, 
Browns had that game in hand. They were up by one point. They could have ended the game. They just had some bad play calling. So the reason I bring that up is because they're 1-3 on fourth down. And they still had the game. and It doesn't make that big of a difference. It's a bigger difference to go for fourth and actually get, get it. it. Right. Than it is if you don't, don't get it. So, so basically what you're saying is there's more return on your investment for going for it as there is return on your investment for being safe. Yes, 100%. That's, that's exactly what you're saying. And I, and I agree with that. And here's the deal. Getting back to the Packers-Bears game, here's what we know. And we know this because we watch football so much. And that is, you cannot go down and kick a field goal and, and you trade can't field punt. goals you can't with kick. Aaron Rodgers. You can't kick. That should be the yeah. whole thing. You can't yeah. punt and yeah. you can't kick. You, you can't. Because if you start kicking field goals with the view of, you know what, we're just going to hang in there. Now, I, yeah, I, that, that, how, how many times have you seen that work for us and for other people? It doesn't. Not, and, you know, you can get away with it, though. Here's what I think that hurts everyone. Everything we've been saying about with the fourth downs and stuff, you can get away with it when there's an inferior quarterback on the other side of the ball. We don't play that many inferior quarterbacks, okay? <laughs> we played Matt Stafford for years. Say what you will about him, that guy can get a game-winning drive. Aaron Rodgers, future Hall of Famer. Kirk Cousins, well, okay, that's where we're wrong. But the point is... <laughs> That we could get away with it with Jared Goff, maybe. Yeah, but you can't kick against Rodgers. No. He's going to kill us. For all those people out there, and I have heard this from non-Bears fans who think, hey, you guys might actually have a chance. It's time to get real. We are the same team that we were last year. The Packers are going to kick the shit out of us. Let me explain why. I know, I'm just being a realist. I'm sorry to say this. This rivalry means a lot to Aaron Rodgers. He is 20, what is he, 20 and 5 against us? Yes, yeah. 20 and 5 mm-hmm. in his career against us. His touchdown to interception ratio is absolutely ridiculous. I'll look that up in a bit. It doesn't really matter. Actually, I'm not going to look it up. You look it up. It's ridiculous. Anyone that's a Bears fan knows it's ridiculous. He talks about this rivalry. He knows it. He knows the total. He he wants to he said he wants to be ahead. They have beaten us. I think they've swept us the last four years. Yeah. yeah. They've swept us the last four years. And I get everyone saying, well, hey, guys, the the Packers' defense is really bad this year. Well, guess what, guys? Our offense is 32nd in the league out of 32 teams. That's not good to be 32 out of 32. We we're not gonna be, if we can't put up more than twenty one. Man, that's a lie. If we can't put up more than twenty eight, I think we lose. I, I, I say we I say we got to be in the thirties to win. He's gonna do the Rogers thing where he, he nickels he, and dimes us. He knows this team and our strength is getting to the quarterback. And with Khalil Mack out, with Akeem Hicks out, this, this to me. The if anyone's a gambler out there, the line is minus four and a half. I I think this is a gift from the gambling gods. I think this is going to cash super super easy. I'm taking that all day. So I don't see us actually winning in this game. I don't either. I I see our ability to keep things close, but I want to remind Bear fans: just because we keep it close with Aaron Rodgers, heck, we've been even up at halftime with Aaron Rodgers. Ahead at halftime, ahead significantly at halftime, he always comes back in the second half. He always throws lights out, and he always knows where our weaknesses are and exploits those weaknesses. He is like a surgeon. He will go in, and he knows where to cut, and he knows where to throw, and he knows how to carve us up very, very well. So I think our only hope is you can't, Again, you cannot do go in and say I'm okay with a field goal here. If 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 you're fourth fourth and two and you kick a field goal, you're losing. If you're fourth and two and you go for it and you get in the end zone, you might be able to keep pace with him, and that's a might. 
And it's not because we don't have talent. It's because we don't have Aaron Rodgers. And that's, that's just the truth. And Justin Fields, one day, I hope, he's, I hope he goes into the Hall of Fame. Who knows? But for right now, he's a rookie, and he's learning, and he's still learning how to throw to his receivers. We're, you know, this is going to be a challenging game, to say the very least. Yeah, it is. Sorry. Um, real quick, this has nothing to do with us. Breaking news, Tampa Bay Buccaneers removes John Gruden from Ring of Honor. Wow. So more to come on that. We won't be talking about it anymore. I've said my piece. So listen, guys, the Packers are going to beat us. Unfortunately, I know I keep saying that. I don't see a way to win. I was also reading that Mac is most likely out this game. Yeah. So So, that's what I was doing. I was reading, and I didn't hear everything you said. I was trying to get that whole article processed. But uh, basically, foot and ribs, like I said earlier, uh, he's moved to doubtful. And we'll continue to stick with this story. I personally think, you know, I don't want to see him get hurt this season. I think maybe rest him until, not maybe, rest him until he's yeah. completely healthy. Yeah. Rest Hakeem Hicks until he's completely healthy because poor Hakeem, man, his, he's, he's an enemy to himself. He wants to get back out there so bad and he's always, already, always hurt. Um, let's talk about some good. Some positive that yeah. might still come of this game because I don't want to be super, super negative because I do. F- and don't get me wrong. I fucking hate the Packers. I think next year I want to go to Lambo and I'm being dead serious. I want to go to Lambo and I want to get a che- those cheese grater hats and then I want to buy one of the, the cheese helmets. And every time the Bears score, we grind it up against that. Oh, I love that idea. Let's yeah, because I, you know what? Let's see how cocky they are once their beloved Aaron Rodgers is gone. That's what I'm waiting for. Get ready, because we might have our future quarterback, and they do not in Jordan Love. And damn it, if they get lucky again, I'm going to be so pissed. So pissed. I, yeah. That, what's, what's the odds of them getting that lucky again? Can, can I just say something to, to bring this rivalry together? Sure. This goes out to any Packers fans that are listening. Ooh, going to send some Packer love. And this is going to... Well, no. Not really. Just... I would never do that. Um, And this is going to fill a warm... Cockle the heart of the Bears fan. Packers fans, this is a message to you. Congratulations. Two Hall of Fame quarterbacks. Two Super Bowls. Over two decades of beating the Chicago Bears. But at the end of the day, that's still all you got out of two Hall of Fame quarterbacks is two Super Bowls. So congratulations to you. You beat us. We, we're not completely losing the rivalry. We'll probably gain it back here soon. So don't worry. You're still shit. You mismanaged your entire, entire team with Aaron Rodgers. You screwed up Brett Favre so bad, he had to come back and whoop your ass. We've never had that. We've never had a quarterback. One could say we've never had a quarterback that good to even be able to do that. Others could say that we've never mismanaged our quarterbacks that bad So for them to do that. So let that warm your heart. You have two Hall of Famers, and you got two Super Bowl rings, one from each. Congratulations, <laughs> because get ready. Once your little lover boy, Aaron Rodgers, goes away, the beatdowns will begin. I guarantee you that. We are a better team than you. Defensively, we have always been a better team than you. Mark my word, it's Packers fans. Have a good day on Sunday. Have a good day, another good day when you play us in Lambo. But after that, get ready, boys. That clock is ticking. That's my message. I'm there not. There you go. I, I want to make it very, very clear. I'm not a Packers fan. I just call it how it is. Some positives. I think we're going to stop the run. I don't think they're going to be able to run the ball against us. I don't think Aaron Jones is that good. I think Dylan's a little better than Aaron Jones. I agree totally. I think Dylan is actually a lot better than Aaron Jones. If you want to say that's my truth, at least. And I will say that even if we do not have. Hicks for this game, which is unlikely. And if Mac does not play, we're still going to e- be able to manhandle them at the line of scrimmage. 
I'm not fearful of their defense. What I am fearful about is um, Matt Nagy mixing stuff up. I say Matt Nagy because it's basically still his offense. Bill Lazor. I think we need to take some deep shots downfield. I like to see more of that. Even like when we did against the Raiders and Cole Komet and it didn't hit, I I turned to you and I said, that's okay. Stretch the defense. Keep them them honest. They're, they're, They're putting way too many people up in the box because they can tell we don't throw a lot. And when we do throw, it's, again, the little dink and dunk. So we can get away from that. You know what? It can be it can be a, a potentially an exciting game to watch, but I'm in agreement. I, I really don't see any way um, that we pull this one out. Um, but our team is growing; it's getting better. I like I like your take on on those positives. And one day Aaron Rodgers will be gone, and that's always a good thing. Yeah. So look, we still have hope, and maybe this game turns out better than what we're saying. I don't see it. Um, Aaron Rodgers is just so good at the dink and dunk, and he's going to know to get the ball out quick. They're going to be practicing that all week. Uh, who covers Devontae? Jalen? Jalen, maybe. Jalen Johnson, ha- I think he has to. That yeah. I don't. Yeah. I, my, who, my, who else are we going to put out there? My, fe- my fear is then who covers Randall Cobb. I know. Randall Cobb is starting to look like the old Randall Cobb. Well, it's only because they have chemistry. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's not. I mean, Randall Cobb's not a good route runner. He's not fast. But what he is is Rodgers knows he's, when he's where he's going to be. He he knows exactly where he's going to be. Yeah. Well, you say predictable. It kind of leads on that predictable for the defense. But you, what you meant is predictable for Aaron Rodgers. Exactly. What I was going to say is it's because Aaron Rodgers can throw it in a spot. He knows he's going to be there every single time. I think we can run it on these guys, but I don't think... Here's what's going to kill us. If we run the ball and we just say, hey, we can run it on these guys. Let's run the ball. No, 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 no. We have to be more balanced. And by balanced, I mean, it'd be nice to watch a game where the Bears would say, hey, let's take what you're giving us. So if they're stacking the box to make Fields throw, let's make him throw. Fields, my advice to you, bud, trust 12. Trust Allen Robinson. Just give him a chance. He will make that. Throw it up in the air. I know that, Very they, have, I know that they have a chemistry with him and Mooney. That's fine. Spread the field. What I don't want to see is I'm starting to kind of see this weird thing where him and Cole Komet are talking a lot. I think Cole Komet is very frustrated with the way he's being involved in this offense, and he's trying to get in. Um, I felt, some of them felt forced. Mm-hmm. Did that feel like that to you? No, it very much felt like that. It, it was like, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to work this ball in there. Um, granted, good offenses often are able to move the ball around to many different players. But here's the thing. Allen Robinson is being so underutilized this year. This guy is a Pro Bowl athlete. And if you throw it up in the air high enough where he can get it, he will out-battle and out-catch anybody on that Packers defense. We know that. Mooney is a is a very good route runner. I wouldn't say he's a great route runner yet, but he's a very good route runner. Man, the crossing, the long crossing patterns, if we can give Justin Fields some time for some of those, hey, you can hit a few of those. I I like you, Tyler. What I don't want to see is first down, run the ball, second down, run the ball, third down and long, pass the ball and punt. That, yeah, will, wanna... that scenario drives me crazy. And then not go for it on fourth down at all. We've had a couple times this year we went for it. Good. Good for us. Pat us on the back for going for it a couple times. We should have gone for it a whole lot more. Let our defense get a rest. How about that for a concept? I agree completely. I think as long as we're well rested and ready to go, I don't I don't think there's much of a problem. Um, other than, well, that's not true. There, yeah. there, there's problems. I just... I'm trying to be positive yeah, as I can. I, I, I it's hard were, to you say. Were, you were you were getting there, man. You were getting there. 
just don't become one dimensional in either way. That's, these a, guys, that's well said. These guys are not well good defensively, but we're not good offensively. It'd be great if Fields came out there and had the game of his life. I do want to harp on this. Fields seems to, he had this in college. He seems to be pretty good at taking care of the ball. You know, knock on wood. That interception he threw that last game was not his fault. Oh, it was no. tipped up. Sure was. Yeah, that that could have happened to any quarterback at any time. Yeah, and his numbers are there. Everything seems to be well. His numbers aren't. His numbers are there in the aspect of not turning the ball over. I like to see. I feel like we're just not creative enough, and it's we just aren't. burning a hole in my heart. And like. My message to the Bears, please stop doing quarterback draws. We don't need to hurt this kid, okay? Yeah. He's tough. He showed a hell more toughness last game. Uh, so let's just keep that up and pray for the best come Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Prayers will be needed. God, he has a quarterback rating of 107 against us. Oh, jeez. Well, that... Let me let me look that's, up his stats real that's quick. That's why you and I personally think that not only is that minus four not going to happen, they're they're going to win by ten. He has an eight hundred win percentage against us. His record is twenty and five. Oh, uh, he, he's thrown for six thousand thirteen yards. He averages seven point six yards. He averages two hundred and forty a game against us. Yeah, the ball's going in the air. Here's folks. the killer. Touchdowns, 55. Interceptions, 10. Yeah. yeah. Not gonna th- Rodgers does not turn the ball over a whole lot, so you, you cannot count on him making mistakes and you capitalizing on those mistakes. If we lose... All the more reason to be more aggressive. But if I'll be okay with a loss if we lose and our defense <laughs> looks coherent and Fields looks okay. No. Take that back. I will not be okay with that. Fields looks good. He yeah. needs to look good. Yeah. I'll be okay with the loss. Can Fields look? My question to you is, can Fields look good with this current scheme and play calling? Maybe, because I was just going to ask you this. I don't fear anyone on their defensive rush. I don't fear anyone, but... I but am afraid this- if they blitz. I don't know how well Fields has been calling out blitzes to pick them up, but I... We need to work on quick hitters also because I feel like they're going to try to pet pressure a young QB, and I just don't like that. Yeah, they're going to try to show some packages that he hasn't seen before, like you do with every rookie, right? You're going to show some defensive packages. You're going to show blitz. You're going to get out of it. But I think they I mean, might be. I think they might be more straightforward than that. You think so? Yeah. That might be. It's going to be interesting to see. I think they're gonna. I think they're gonna look at the Bears' offensive line and say, "We're just gonna blitz and beat you." They might. Th- I mean, they're gonna throw in stunts and stuff, but don't be surprised if they just do that all-out blitz. Yeah, because that's what I'm worried about. But like I said, if if he has a good game yeah. and we lose, then I'm okay with that. It, it seems to be the Packers' division to run with. Yeah. Um, uh, right now we're second. I. It's too early to say where we're gonna fall. Detroit looks good. I know they they haven't won a game, but man, they are battling. Holy cow, are they battling? Yeah, you know, I you got to give it to that coach, even though he got a lot of crap for his initial press conference. Those players are playing their guts out for him, and I think that might be a problem for us on Thanksgiving Day. That's later down the road, uh, so you know that won't get there. Uh, we'll get there. We'll we'll cross that bridge. Bridge. Bridge, when, when we, we get, get there, I am 18 steps ahead of my own mouth. <laughs> so the Buccaneers game is after Green Bay. I will be in Texas. I am going to, like I said, I brought this up before, just in case people, I'm going to keep doing it for the next, this week and the following week. Just so people know, I will be in Texas. I will be at Formula One. I'm going to have to watch the beginning of the game on my phone. I'm fine with that. For sure, I'll catch the second half. So uh, I don't get back to Wednesday. I don't fly back into Wednesday. So we'll probably have the podcast out late Thursday night. So bear with us. You know, do apologize for that. But I don't want to stick my dad with all the 
it took me long enough to figure out how to upload and edit and well we don't even edit these that's another thing i don't know if people know this we used to when tim wasn't so busy but that guy's been just through the roof with work and that's no offense to tim so we don't have an editor so that's why what you hear is what you get that's right that's right so yeah with that being said we'll have that one out late uh wednesday or thursday sorry i come home late wednesday so but uh, next week, we're on schedule. Absolutely. We should, we should be back uh, to talk about the Packers, hopefully with good news. I would love, you know, I would love it if you and I were wrong. I would love it if we came out with a W. That would be fantastic. I th- we're just trying to be realistic. I think in the bottom of our hearts, all Bears fans feel the same way. Yeah. I mean, this is the same guy that beat us on, like, what, fourth and 26 in the last second? So, mm-hmm. at Soldier Field. We- we've been there done that got that t-shirt yeah well that's all for this week remember it's always a good time when you bear down